Hello, foodie fans. Welcome to the Big Food Talk, produced by Tough Monkey Entertainment. I'm your host, Sal Conca. This show supports restaurants, chefs, and food pioneers with your help. Head to BigFoodTalk.com to make your donation today or check out our fun apparel line with proceeds going directly to participating restaurants. Special thanks to the Long Island Food Council, DineLI Facebook Group, and Yelp Long Island for supporting this episode. Today I'm speaking with Christian Lindbergh, the president of Harbor Seafood. Christian is as much of an advocate of sustainably sourced seafood as he is of people. From the fishermen to their customers, Harbor Seafood has built a successful and sustainably sourced business that's been pleasing seafood lovers for over four decades. Let's hear Christian's story. Hey Christian, welcome to the Big Food Talk. So excited to speak with you today. How's everything going on your end? Doing very well, thank you Sal. Very happy to be here today. Great way to start the week. Absolutely, and this is take two. <laughs> so we're, we're back and uh, we hide nothing on this show. We let it all, we let it all hang out. So um, That's the way we are too, it'll work perfectly. Exactly. Uh, authenticity is where it's at these days, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I was talking about earlier was about your company and these storytelling videos that you guys have created around the business and around your employees and the culture of Harbor Seafood, which I find so fascinating. Thank you. Well, we, we truly believe we're not in the seafood business. We're in the people business. It's all about the people. And it's about the people, not only who harvest the product, the people who prepare the product, there's so many people who touch the product who are essentially touching people's lives. And it's just important that they get acknowledged and that people really understand how involved the entire process of seafood is. Yeah, most definitely. I learned a lot just by watching those two videos. And so how long has Harbor Seafood been in business? Harbor Seafood has been in business for over 45 years. Okay. And it's and really, a, it's, it's a contrib- it's, it was originally um, founded by a gentleman named Pete Cardone. Pete was a chef, still is a chef at heart. And uh, he decided that this was going to be the way he was going to bring more seafood to the community. So he's developed into a company now that at this point we market seafood, we promote it, uh, we produce it, we import it. Just about any aspect of seafood that you can touch, we make sure that we're involved with. It's amazing. I'm Italian, so I'm a big seafood lover. I'm gearing up for Christmas, you know, the seven fishes and all that good stuff. So uh, I, I love uh, what you guys are doing and the amount of products that you guys uh, import and, and catch and, and produce. Um, let's talk more about this philosophy of the company, though. And so where did this get adopted from and when did you join the company? I joined the company about 25 years ago. I had the privilege of knowing Pete and having the opportunity to, I wanted to, I admired him so much that I really wanted to spend more time with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, seafood at the time, to be honest with you, was just a widget to get to know more about Pete because I was fascinated. I was just absolutely fascinated with the way he had such incredible vision. He, uh, he was looking towards the future. Pete was uh, the National Fishery Institute, which we call the NFI, was one of the original presidents. And he was involved in what they called the TED Act, which essentially was turtle exclusion devices. And it, I just was fascinated with the fact that even then he knew that we had to be responsible to our environment and that he was looking towards the future. So I just wanted to learn from him. And honestly, I thought this was going to be a short stop. I thought this was going to be, you know, go, go in, get some basic information, learn a lot about, you know, how to become a better business person and move on to the next thing. And uh, obviously, I didn't succeed at quitting. 
we're moving <laughs> moving in a different direction so and that's wonderful and obviously the just the longevity of the company speaks to the your success right i mean if you if we have a company that's been able to endure so many different changes within the environment, uh, the, the public taste, you know, consumer taste, as well as, uh, you know, financial impacts and things that we're going through right now. What, what has been like the biggest challenge that you've seen over the last 25 years in this industry? You know, to limit it to one would almost cheapen it <laughs> in a sense of where, I mean, it's, it's the, the, the food business overall I think what I love are the individuals who are involved in it. I mean, you have to have a heart, a passion, and a resilience to get through it all because it's really not easy. I tell people all the time, if you want to go into the food business, you better love the food business. And if you don't love the food business, you better love who it is that you're doing business with. And if you can have the combination of both, then you really have a successful formula. But it's a culture. It's a culture that tells you that you cannot quit you cannot surrender, and you have to continue to evolve. I mean, just because something worked, even in some cases a few months ago, as we've learned recently in this pandemic, it doesn't mean it's going to work now. And I mean, we're constantly building things up in some cases to get them knocked down. But you have to go back and build them again. And I think it's just you learn a lot of life lessons in this business. And I encourage people who have children all the time, I tell them, even if it's for a short period of time, work in the food business. Because when you work with these individuals, you really, really, truly are meeting some of the most interesting, fascinating, and determined people you'll ever meet in your life. And the lessons you're going to learn from them, you're going to take them with you always. No doubt about it. Yeah, that's a beautiful sentiment. And I think it speaks to your entrepreneurial spirit, right, in terms of being able to solve problems, overcome challenges, and we look at them differently, right? We don't sum it up into, well, this is one big challenge. The whole company, the whole journey is the challenge. You have to enjoy the entire journey, right, and be involved in this business. Yeah, it, it's a process. And, and anything to do, I mean, it, it, it's so funny because people go to a restaurant and I think they take for granted all too often how much work and how much effort went into preparing that meal. You know, how did that meal get there? How many different logistical nightmares occurred? How many different refrigerators and refreezers and things that this thing have to touch before it got to the person? How many people brought that in from either the ocean or for the farm? I mean, it's, it's amazing how spoiled we can get sometimes as consumers because we just assume that it was easy. It was a click of a button, right? Like so many things in this society, it's just click and go. But the reality of it is, is that people are putting their lives and they're taking tremendous risks in opening a business that involves food for the sake of doing the right thing and for letting people really enjoy, which in my mind is the closest thing you can get to heaven sometimes. <laughs> for sure. Yes, I like that description, most definitely. Um, I want to talk a little bit about your team because I learned about this in your video. Uh, you have a team of over 100 hearing impaired employees. Now, how did that come about? Was that appointed effort like how, how did this come about what, what was the inspiration for this or how did it unfold well it was it was really an amazing situation that that um that planet specifically is located in the philippines mm -hmm. and my partner in the philippines alfonso who you'll get to see in a video is just truly a remarkable person he he just he wants to make sure he leaves this world better than he came into it and that to us is part of our philosophy and part of our mantra so it was a great fit and he had this idea, and when I first met him, it was just a few individuals who he genuinely just felt needed an opportunity. He felt that, for lack of a better term, that they weren't being heard. He said, these people have a story. These people have, a, have, have heart. 
They have passion. They just need an opportunity. And he went the distance and took the chance and said, will you back me on this? Will you support me? We can do this together. And I said, absolutely. And I had had the privilege of going to Archbishop Malloy High School in Briarwood, Queens. And when I was in Queens, I had the opportunity to work, work um, with hearing impaired and deaf individuals through camps, um, through a program they call the SOPUS, which was in Malloy. So for me to be able to go back to my teachers and my mentors in Malloy and say, look, you know, what I learned from you and our experience in Malloy was supposed to be not for school, but for life. We were able to apply in quote unquote, the real world. So I really, you know, contributed also going back, you know, 20, longer than 20 plus years ago now to those original members of that faculty who said, look, you know, you got to do something. You got to make a difference. You got to make a change. And I, you know, I appreciate both them and Alfonso for giving us the strength to run with the ball, so to speak. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, along the way now, it's really taken on just such a life of its own. And we have a community and we have, we have, I mean, these are family to us. These, these members of this community are family to us. And I mean, I look forward to going every, you know, every year pre-COVID mm -hmm. to get to go visit our friends and family overseas. But now, you know, we're not able to go out there, reach and touch them in the same way in the sense of where you just can't get out there. But we make it a point that we support them through buying and selling the products. I mean, it's a situation where we know how tough it is for everybody. We've got to keep the machine rolling. And that's very important because we know how many people's lives, you know, depend on us taking care of the product. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a very interesting story. And, and it's a great way to uh, manage the company and manage your employees. I, I, I'm really, uh, you know, um, congratulate you on the way you've been able to set up, set up your, your um, organization this way. Um, so the, the seafood industry in and of itself comes with a few different terms. We, you know, in, in the farming industry, we talk about farm to table, uh, you know, and in, in the seafood industry, we have, uh, you know, whether it's farm raised, wild caught, these other terminologies that get tossed around. How does Harbor Seafood uh, make sure it's safeguarding the environment with its practices? We've been very fortunate over the years. Seafood has been one of the most proactive industries in terms of protecting the environment as well as the people who are involved in the businesses themselves. So there are some incredible organizations. I mentioned to you earlier that there's a group called the NFI, which is National Fisheries. Um, and there's multiple organizations that we belong to over the time, um, you know, over time that just really, really give you more or less the blueprint or the format to which you have to go out and follow if you want to successfully do the, what I consider to be the most important things, which is protecting these resources, not only for our generation, but to the generations that are going to come down the road. And I think that there's organizations out there who genuinely feel and that it's important, it's, you know, that, that as, as important as we feel it is, and that that's who we want to align ourselves with. We want to go to war with them and we want to go to battle, so to speak, and fight, you know, the people who are not practicing the safe and the, and the, and the um, you know, the most important practices. So, sure. I mean, quality of food overall, whether it's in seafood or anything, you have to have confidence in it. And traceability, it to me is equally as important, if not more than even sustainability at times, because you've got to make sure that the food is safe for, you know, first and foremost, and then you can go to the next steps. So both to me are, are super, super important, but you need to know exactly where that food came from, exactly where it was produced, exactly where it was caught, because it's going to make sure that your consumer is protected all the way down the line. Sure. And I think, you know, people take for granted, like you said, in the world we live in, there's the people, 
I think until now, there's a more uh, avid concern or more um, curiosity around where their food comes from, right? So mm -hmm. that didn't exist in the past. People just blindly would assume uh, fish was a sustainable resource and that it was infinite, right? In its yeah. avail availability, which we've learned it's not. So, you know, being responsible in terms of how we uh, uh, harvest, catch, you know, produce our seafood, uh, you know, is, is ultimately important to the environment and to the end consumer for safety and for the longevity of the products, right? We, we all need to make sure that we're educated on the process and we all need to make sure that we share the education because if people know, I give people the benefit of the doubt and assume that most people care. And that's what you hope for, right? We live in a world where unfortunately people always cast that negative light and say that that's over. I happen to think the opposite. I happen to think that the world we live in now is starting to show more and more signs of the fact that they see that we have to make a difference and we have to make an impact. And I think that when it comes to food, you know, I love the fact that people are so curious about it. I'm excited about the fact that they want to know more details because you want a consumer who is familiar with what's going on. You want a consumer who knows what important questions to ask. An educated consumer does become your best friend because of the fact that, that would, that's what differentiates your products. Absolutely. You know, we want people to ask. We beg people to ask. I mean, because it's, there is a difference. I'd like to tell you that everyone is doing what's right, but we all know that that's not the case. So what we like to, what we like to do is we like to promote it, you know, promote the products, explain the systems that are involved, show people how the traceability and the sustainability works, so that they know that there is a difference in products. And quite honestly, not only do they ask for it, but then they support the people who are supporting it. I mean, there's a lot of great restaurants that make these call-outs. There's great retailers that make these call-outs. I mean, those are the people who you have to support in my mind because they're the ones who want to truly go beyond just the dollars and the cents. Yep, absolutely. And so where do you source, you mentioned the Philippines. I mean, where are you sourcing all of your seafood from? Is it just globally? Is it particular regions? So it, it's a pretty interesting mixture. So Harvest Seafood is a worldwide organization. We bring a lot of product in from Asia. We bring product in from South America, Central America, uh, Canada, um, just to name a few places. I mean, it's, it's, thank God I can say we're pretty much spread out throughout the map. But then domestically, we're actually partners with a company called Carrington Seafoods who's been in business for over 45 years. They're in Mobile, Alabama, and they're the people who help us to make these incredible value-added products that are out there. And, you know, in the world we live in right now, labor is a real challenge and people need help. So it's a situation where we find it solves two major problems when we have this domestic plant and partnership. One, from a restaurant standpoint, we're solving the labor issue. We're able to provide a quality product made up with real ingredients, fully traceable ingredients that they can sell to their customer and everybody's very happy. On the other side, in retail, what most people are afraid of is how to prepare seafood. That's probably the biggest challenge people have. I don't want to take this fish home, try it, maybe mess it up because it could be an expensive lesson, right? So what we do is we take the products a couple of steps further so people can eat the product with confidence what happens? They have a great experience. Now they're comfortable with seafood. They try another one. And so the, that's what continues. And that's part of being an ambassador or an evangelist for seafood is, is making sure that people are getting the right products. That's wonderful. And how many different types of products do you sell? I mean, and you mentioned value add products. Could you explain some of that? What is the difference between just 
fresh piece of fish versus a value add product? What, what are we looking at? So you have basically two markets when you're dealing with seafood. So you have a commodity market, which believe it or not, just the way your, just the way your pork bellies and your, um, your coffee and a lot of your different items are traded, it's very similar. There's an open market where people buy and sell and quote unquote trade. Okay, so that would be more your raw materials. So that would be your, you know, a lobster tail, a snow crab cluster, um, things that you would see sometimes in the supermarket, a, a salmon fillet, you know, those sort of items, cod portions, that mm -hmm. stuff. Then you have evaluated, which is essentially when you take the product out and more or less within one or two steps, it's ready to go. So you take that product, you take it into the box, you pop it into the oven, you put it into the microwave, and voila, you've got yourself a great dish but you've got yourself an appetizer. And that's sometimes it's just different couple, you know, comfort levels. Like I'm amazed as to the talent that's out there. And I'm sure many of, of your watchers that are out there are amazing chefs that can produce things at home that you probably could get in some of the best white tablecloth restaurants out there. Mm -hmm. And that is a gift. I mean, I've, those are the kind of friends you want to have. Okay. <laughs> but then there's those of us like myself who have been barbecuing. I consider myself culinarily challenged. <laughs> and I've got to go take a couple of easier steps. So I go for something that's that, you know, I literally can take out of the box and I can put into the whatever the vehicle is in which I'm going to use to prepare it. Got but it. Here's the thing. And as you mentioned about educated consumer, I want to make sure that that food coming into that, coming out of that, either that oven, that microwave or whatever the vehicle is, is as close as I can get to a restaurant or to having someone who actually knows how to prepare it do it. It's never going to be the same, okay? I mean, mm -hmm. just, you know, we'd love to promote value-added products. There is nothing like a homemade meal. There's nothing like a restaurant-prepared meal. I mean, that's, you know, those, there's a reason why you're going for the entire experience. But if you want the closest thing to it, there's some really amazing products right now that are coming out on the market because you can go back and actually trace these to real ingredients. Where years ago, people who would look at value-added, where they'd say, oh, it's in a box or it's in a can, you know, how good could it really be? Mm -hmm. You know, what's the mystery? To their point, many, many years ago, that was a challenge. But if people haven't done this in a while or haven't tried things in a while, I would encourage them to find these quality companies that put these products out because there's some amazing technology that's produced some amazing products now. No doubt. I, I mean, I guess we're talking about some of the ones that I've had, the, the crab dips that you're making now and other things that my wife and I enjoyed as an appetizer. We had the crab queso. It was so packed with flavor, fresh, so delicious, arrived frozen. Um, so, you know, I, I got to tell you, you know, it's, it's not all the time that I get to try the products with the guests that I'm interviewing and I got to try yours. It was amazing. It was absolutely delicious. And, and so just finding... You know, you could put this out for an appetizer for your holiday meal. You could just enjoy it for date night uh, with a bottle of wine and some sure. cheese and crackers. You know, anything like this. So, really nice well, job. We're all watching enough TV these days that we figured we would give you something other than popcorn to prepare at home. There you and go, it's right? That, you know, it's something, it's something that's a little bit different. And what's nice is it comes in several different flavors. So, people could rotate the, the lineup, so to speak, and they can try some different experiences. And it gives you something else to talk about. You know, when, when people come to your house, if you're entertaining or just among family, it's nice to have a discussion. And there's a story to each of these products. So, for example, that crab is crab that was imported from Asia. That product was made in Alabama. You know, so it becomes a little bit of a, of a, of a, of a you know, culmination of a lot of different places working closely together to give a great product. 
I love it. You see, you're such a great storyteller. I'm going to have to get you involved with one of my independent film productions. I'm going to put you on as a producer. <laughs> <laughs> I have enough trouble selling fish. It's <laughs> <Thank laughs> all good. It's all good. So traditionally in your business, who have your customers been? Has it always been servicing retail and restaurants or do you service direct to consumer? We've actually been very fortunate. We, we work an entire, um, an entire team, so to speak, of consumers. So we work everywhere from, we have some great retailers that we've worked with over the years that have supported us, um, some amazing food service companies that, um, that have worked very, very closely or allowed us to work very closely with the different restaurants. And then we've also gone direct to consumer, mainly for the idea of promoting seafood. You know, our fear in the pandemic and where the opportunity in the pandemic has been that prices of meat, prices of pork, prices of chicken, availability of these products have all gone up significantly. So people for the first time are really looking to seafood as a possibility. And that's very, very exciting because it's one of the healthiest possibilities out there that you can get, but also it's one of the more exciting ones. I mean, there's all different flavors, there's all different forms. I mean, just seafood in general is what we want to encourage people to eat more of. And you know, the people will tell you twice a week, is ideal, well, we'd like to stretch that if we could. So, you know, whether you, whether we get you to eat it at home, whether you eat it in a restaurant, or, you know, or you go out, you know, and, to, and you just go out, you know, it's for, like, you know, someplace else that's special, we just want you thinking of it. Our competition sometimes is steak and potatoes and everything else that's out there. And we just want to make sure that people know it's another option. Well, talking about the, all this delicious food, I'm curious, uh, what's your favorite seafood dish? What, what recipe gets you uh, going in the morning? Bye. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, that's, a, that's a very tricky question because I, I, uh, I can end up getting myself into a lot of trouble here. But, I, <laughs> but I, I will tell you that one of my favorites is I love clams and mussels. I mean, I, you know, you, you put that together with, uh, with the right sauce combination and a little bit of loaf of Italian bread and, you know, you can leave me alone for a couple hours and I and, and not come up for air. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. A little soup de pesh or fra diablo sauce and some mussels, clams, maybe some shrimp in there, seafood pasta, something like that. Well, that's what happens. We get excited. I also love a good lobster ravioli. I mean, it's oh, yeah. it's there's so many different forms, so many different shapes. It just depends on if that day I want to be, you know, if you want to be good or you want to kind of, you know, <laughs> or you want to enjoy. <laughs> so it depends. And it also depends on how far my mother is from everything. So that's what I got to watch for. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I got to tell you, my, you know, so my family's Italian. We do the seven fishes for Christmas. So I've, seafood's been a part of my life forever. And my late uncle, uh, you know, he, for my birthday every year, he would prepare me king crab legs. He would slice them, cut them lengthwise in half, and then stuff and bake them. So like a baked clam. But wow. Anything, but he would do it with Alaskan king crab legs. And that was my favorite meal forever till I, you know, till I'm a hundred. That's going to be my favorite seafood dish, you know? Well, it's amazing because they, they call it the king of the crabs for a reason. I mean, those, those, that's the big boys. Okay. That's the, you know, I mean, if anybody hasn't had that opportunity, you know, to try the king crab, I mean, it's something you'll never, ever forget. And what your uncle did for you is going above and beyond because when you split the king crab, you got to make sure you keep all your fingers. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of love went into preparing that dish. And that, that means a lot. But that's the way seafood is. Seafood is something that when you experience it, you never forget it. And it's just, it's, it's really trying it. So, you know, we hope that we can get that message out that people should try more of these products because there's such a benefit now to the fact that you can go online, you can watch other people prepare it. You can read articles about the best way to do seafood. So it's not that scary product it used to be 
mm-hmm. where you had to worry about trial and error. You know, yeah. I even think that if given the right time in the right place, I might even be able to do it. So that's sure. a lot. <laughs> I mean, last night I did um, pan-seared salmon in a cast iron skillet. It sounds very she-she, whatever. It literally took 15 minutes to make. It was the easiest yeah. thing to do. So seafood can be really simple, uh, simple preparation because the seafood has, you can let the seafood shine. You don't have to do a lot to it. Let just taste it the way it is, you know? Well, we don't want seafood to have to remain strictly an occasional product, right? It's, yeah. it's, I think when people think about seafood, they think, ah, oh, it's someone's birthday, it's someone's anniversary, it has to be something special. People have to really start to think about it as a fact that this could be a mainstream product. Mm-hmm. This is something that's readily available, it's coming from the best places, you have the full traceability, you have all the best practices, so go out and enjoy it. You know, and I, and I think more and more people hopefully will because it's something that I think it's something we can all be very proud of. And then we can enjoy the benefits that come along with the health involved, you know, the, all the health benefits that come with it. Absolutely. So let's talk about that. Where can customers find your products? How do they get Harbor Seafood? Where do they get it? So Harbor Seafood um, is it basically is usually the guys behind the scenes. Okay. So what we do is we sell, as I mentioned to you, a lot of the commodity items and we sell some of the value-added items. So when you go to different, um, a lot of your different retailers, you go to some of your different restaurants and stuff, our products would be almost in, either in somebody else's label, which is called a private label, um, or it's being served to you out of the box, so to speak. So that's where it's tough to kind of find out exactly where we are. But I would say to you that, you know, we focus primar- you know, primarily on, you know, a lot of your top restaurant chains and your top restaurant groups as well as your top food service groups. And if you do these Googles, you can see that there's, you know, there's a very, very good list um, in terms of what's out there. At the same time, we also have our Harbor Seafood website and the Harbor Seafood website right now has kind of been born from the pandemic. And the idea behind it is we just wanted to keep seafood in front of everybody. And we wanted people to try more seafood because our idea is, is that, hey, if I try it at home and I like it, then I'm gonna go to the restaurant and I'm gonna eat it. And I'm, you know, I'm going to go to, I'm going to support my local, you know, retailer because I'm going to go out and buy it. So we just didn't want it to fall off the map. We didn't want it to be disappear. And we just thought now for all the reasons we talked about earlier, it was a great time to promote it. So harvestseafood.com has some of the valuated products that are on there. There's the lobster mac and cheese, for example. There's a shrimp mac and cheese. There's king crab legs on there. There's lobster tails. And what we just want people to do is have the experience, enjoy it. And then go off and share that experience with other people. So whether they continue to order from, you know, order from our, our website, what we really hope happens is they go out and they order it from their local restaurant who right now needs to help more than anybody else. I mean, that's what we want. We, want to, we know we wouldn't be where we are today without the support of our customers. And they've been there for us and we want to be there for them. And it's very important for us to go a step further, which is, as you mentioned, when you looked at the videos, you know, there's this, all of our products from overseas that come from our family plants and our family members overseas, they need to make sure that we keep them working. So for us, it's critical that we keep those families provided, you know, with food and shelter, um, you know, through selling their products. So we don't want, you know, this situation to get worse, you know, on a worldwide basis and on a national basis, because now we have people who are out of work, you know, all over the place. And that's something that we have to avoid the best we can. I mean, so for us, we just want to keep people, you know, looking for products and keep people in work. I mean, that's what we really want to do is keep everybody working, keep everybody being able to provide for their families because that's what it's all about. That's a wonderful message, message Christian. I, uh, I really appreciate you coming on today and sharing your story with uh, myself and the Big Food Talk listeners. Is there anything else that you want to share with us before we take off today? 
No, I just, I really want to go, you know, I really want to say thank you to everybody out there um, who might be buying our products anywhere um, or, and anybody who's supporting seafood, you know, and we, we really appreciate you making us a choice, giving us an opportunity um, to provide you. I mean, seafood, if you get a chance to really, you know, research some other companies, you're going to see a lot of family-based companies out there. You're going to see a lot of great historical companies out there with amazing histories. You know, so we just want to say thank you for using seafood, whether it's in your restaurant, whether it's in your kitchen. Thank you. And, and that's on behalf of not only Harbor Seafood, but everybody that we touch in terms of the fact that, you know, we have people just all over the world who are counting on you to buy seafood. And the fact that you are, you are making a difference. So we hope you really enjoy the products. But we also want to thank you because you are changing people's lives and you are helping protect families. So thank you so much for that. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Christian. I wish you nothing but continued success for you and your organization going forward. And uh, we'll be talking with you soon. All the best. Look forward to talking to you real soon. Have a very happy Thanksgiving. All right. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Big Food Talk produced by Tough Monkey Entertainment. Subscribe on iTunes and wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes takes or watch complete episodes on YouTube. Don't forget to make a donation at BigFoodTalk.com. 